do this. It's a good song. It's good. It's good to see you guys. Um, wonderful. Uh, if you shook my hand, by the way, under my breath, I was saying, do you choose to be a member of this church long term? And you said yes, so you're in now. It's good to see all the friends and all the family. Um, so today, I want to talk about Jesus. You came to the right place. <laughs> uh, and to help me, I've got this book that Pearl got for Christmas last year. It's like Where's Wally, but it's Jesus. It's called Finding Jesus. Um, and I thought maybe I'll pass this around and uh, you can see if you find Jesus. Just If you get bored of what I'm saying, then find Jesus in the Finding Jesus book. I'm sorry uh, the Jesus in this book is a white bearded guy. I'm sure, and I'm sorry, yeah, he's there as well. Uh, I'm fairly confident that he wasn't a white-bearded guy. But I am, so that's okay. Um, So yeah, finding Jesus, that's the point. Let's turn, if you've got a Bible, uh, to John 1. And uh, I'll use my joke because I've got new people. If you're on a phone, don't worry because Jesus scrolled through Scripture. So... Thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just these, I want to read these two little passages just to highlight the fact that the universe, everything is about Jesus. It's about this person called Jesus. So I'll just read a bit from John 1. Um, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Spoiler, it's Jesus. Uh, Was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Oh my goodness. It's all about Jesus. He was there in the beginning. Everything was made through him, for him. I'm just going to read as well from Colossians. Chapter 1. The first. Go eat popcorn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians 1:15. Here we go. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. 
He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to recognize, reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood on the cross. His blood shed on the cross. This is like my favorite part of the Bible. It's just everything centers around Jesus, this, this man uh, who was God. Uh, I love that thing in verse 15, you know, the son, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. You know, God, uh, you know, from looking at creation, mountains, the beauty of uh, Crowcroft Park, perhaps, we can see that God exists, you know, it's, there's, there's a design, there's beauty, but actually God decided that that's not enough, you know. I want you to know the fullness of who I am. I want to show you uh, everything about me, how I want to act, how I would live, how I love people. And so I'm going to show you that in human form. And that is Jesus. He is the image of God. Everything was made for him. Everything was made through him. He's the head of the church. It's all about Jesus. I don't know if you do this. I do this a lot. Uh, I'm in my house. I'm looking for something for a very, very, very long time. It's normally like a, a box of Duplo or some large, obvious thing. And I'll be going around the lounge for ages. I'll be probably getting annoyed at the girls, uh, you know, moving everything around, rearranging the sofa, whatever, whatever. I'll be there for hours. And then I'll leave the house. Then I'll come back again. And it's right there in the middle of the room on some obvious, on the coffee table or something. Um, I think it's quite a man move. It's, I, I, maybe it's just me. Sorry, men. Just to, to kind of like almost not notice the obvious thing that's going on. Um, it's, it's often Amy that shows me. But I've been thinking about sometimes perhaps uh, our walk with Jesus can be a bit like this. You know, we do uh, lots and lots of things uh, you know, we're here today, we're gathered together, uh, but sometimes we miss the obvious thing. Sometimes I miss the obvious thing, and that is Jesus. That is that everything is about this person called Jesus. Um, you know, when you become a, a Christian, there's, there's meaning behind that word. You know, Christianity isn't just... Um, a set of values. It's not just. It's not just like a rule book. But actually, Christianity is about Christ. Um, why not have a little chin wag with the person next to you and see if you can summarise in a sentence what is a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? Have a little. Have a little discussion.
give you seven more seconds. All right, does anyone want to share what they think a Christian is? No one knows. Yeah, what is it? What's Christian? Christian. What do I think a Christian is? A Christian is somebody whose life has been transformed and who is taking the newness of, of Christ in them and Christ like, I think. Yeah. I like that. So from her silence, what she's saying, because she wants to speak on her behalf, Christ follower, Christ follower. Yes. Yes. Woo. Thank you for that workout. A Christian is all about Christ, right? It's all about Jesus. I loved both those answers, Charity. That was beautiful. Um, You know, Christian, the word, what does it mean? It means little, little Christ. Um, And that's what the original Christians were called. Because they were followers of Jesus. They were disciples of Jesus. They were like little Jesuses. Uh, And that's when you become a Christian, you're saying like, I want to be a part of Jesus. I want to be a little Jesus. Uh, I don't know if you've ever encountered like a a, a celebrity impersonator. I used to have one of my best friends. My best man was the bass player in an Elvis impersonation band. Um, but, you know, we're not just called to be like Jesus impersonators. But we're actually called to be like Jesus, like take part in Jesus and become Jesus um, in our world. Uh, I don't know. We've got, most of us have got these uh, snazzy phones, right? Uh, I've... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe phones were created to enhance connection with each other, right? Um, the internet, I was there when it was made in the 90s. I was alive. I wasn't there. Uh, but like, it was like this amazing thing to connect with other people. Um, it was all about, it's all about connection. Uh, it's all about, you know, I, this person in Brazil, I can just, boom, send them a picture of my goldfish or whatever, um, but again, with, you know, with phones, with the internet, I, I believe it's, it's possible to sort of lose sight of that, isn't it? And actually, it ends up disconnecting us. Um, we need to watch ourselves that our priority is connection with Jesus. That in our daily life, in our daily faith, actually, what we're trying to achieve is closeness with Jesus, we're, we're set on this idea of being a Christian, of being uh, followers of Jesus. You know, it's not about everything we always do. It's about him. It's about a person. Let's uh, have a look at the, the book of John again. We're going to read from John 15. But John is this amazing, um, amazing, amazing book all about who Jesus is. Now, some of you keen means might have realized that the whole Bible is about Jesus. 
like this book, Finding Jesus. That's what the Bible is. Every page is about finding Jesus. But John is probably one of the most obviously about Jesus bits. Uh, You know, all through it, Jesus says these statements about who he is. He says, I am the gate. I'm the way to God. I am the shepherd. I am the bread of life. I'm the water of life. Uh, In John 14, I am the way, the truth, the life. And then in John 15, uh, let's read what he says about himself. I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Hang on, I brought some vine fruit as a visual aid. Yes, vine fruit. <laughs> there you go, some grapes. I, I didn't really get much further than that other than just holding them. Amy said it would be gross if I passed them around, so I'm not... I'll hold this up. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burn. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Is anyone feeling fruity today? I'm feeling fruity. You know, <laughs> it repeats, doesn't it? If, 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 once you break it down, you realize he says remain like loads of times. It's like, remain in me as I remain in you. You must remain in the vine. Uh, you'll be, there'll be no fruit unless you remain in me. And it keeps going on. This idea of we need to remain in Christ. Um, I am uh, married to Amy. Uh, she said yes for some reason. Uh, the great con. I managed to persuade her. But... Um, Marriage is a good example, I think, that I always tend to go back to of uh, this like change in identity that happens when we become Christians. So when you get married, there's a moment when you become married, right? But you, but you soon find out, for me it was probably on day five, that actually it's quite a lot of work being married. Actually, it's, it's, it's a long-term relationship, right? So there's this moment of identity change. I am officially, legally, whatever, married. But actually, it's a daily thing. It's a daily turn into each other. It's a daily, wow, okay, I'm going to invest in this relationship. I'm going to choose to love this person. Um, It's not just, you don't just like hold up the marriage certificate every day. Um, And that's kind of like, 
what I get from this a bit. Like, when you become a Christian, there's this change of identity that happens. You go from darkness into life. You go from disconnected with God to connected with God. Uh, You go from alone to part of the family of God. There are so many things that happen in this moment, and it's incredible. But Jesus is saying here, there's this thing of, unless you remain in me, you won't be fruitful. Unless you abide in me, you won't be fruitful. There's a sense of, unless we continually turn to Jesus, the person, Jesus, uh, we're not going to get the fruit. Why not right now, just uh, where you're at, just in, in your heart or in your head or whatever, just choose to abide in Jesus, to engage with him. This, this word that happens in the New Testament of the Bible quite a lot, um, and that is repent, right? And it's got, I think it's got a bit of a bad rep. Um, I know certainly growing up, I was probably scared of the word repent. It was like, ah, repent. Um, but well, it simply means to change your mind, turn around. Um, and when we, you know, the first time you, you give your life to Jesus, there's this moment of, Okay, do you know what? I'm choosing to turn to Jesus. I'm choosing to turn away from everything else and turn to Jesus. But I believe that God is calling us to like this daily turning to him. Uh, this ongoing repentance um, that we're just constantly turning away from everything else and to Jesus. In Matthew 7, there's a really scary verse uh, Matthew seven twenty two, uh, and Jesus is talking, and this is part of his like big preach in Matthew, um, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and he says, "Many will say to me on that day, uh, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name, perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly," said Jesus, "I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers." Uh, I've, I, th- I think this is really challenging to me because sometimes I can think, wow, you know, I've, I've seen people healed, I've, I've led worship, I've prophesied, but actually, do I have that daily knowing Jesus? And that, I think, is just the simple challenge I want to present to us uh, this afternoon, is do we know Jesus? Um, and I believe there's a freshness um, for us today in our daily walk with Jesus, in our daily friendship with him. Uh, an invitation to know him closer. Um, perhaps it might be a call to scripture. It might be a call to some of us to say, okay, I need to go back to um, a, a better rhythm in the word of God to find closeness with Jesus. Perhaps it might be a challenge to 
uh, a rhythm of prayer that leads us into sort of constantly seeking Jesus. But I think how I want to sort of end the challenge, um, I've got some bread and some grape juice here, and I'd love us to um, just make that fresh uh, commitment to, to know Jesus. Um, and, you know, communion or the Lord's Supper, or bread and wine, whatever you want to call it, is this amazing uh, act that, that Jesus gave us. It's like one of the last gifts he left us uh, before he was before he died on the cross um, was this amazing uh, symbol of what it means to be a part of Jesus and to know Jesus. Um, it represents, you know, his body uh, and his blood, and it's like as we take of it, it's it's reaffirming the fact that we are a part of him, that we're in the vine. So, I think what I want us to do then, what we'll do is, we'll get, uh, I've got, how many loads have I got? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's get into small groups of maybe five or something. Um, And it's just a chance to just reaffirm that commitment to know Jesus intimately. Um, And I believe that God might highlight something to you. Um maybe a change in routine or something that, you know, some way that he would call you deeper. Um, if you would not call yourself Christian, uh, the invitation is to you to come to this table as well. Um, but I would challenge you to be aware of uh, what you're saying yes to. This is a chance to say yes to knowing Jesus. Uh, the, and the invitation is here to everyone. Uh, Jesus says to you, you know, come and know me. Come and experience my goodness. Um, and that is the invitation to you today. Um, so let's come down. If we get into small groups, um, and come and grab uh, a piece of bread and some wine, and we'll share that. And then I'll pray over us uh, in a minute as well.